0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Close to the Bone. I'm your host, Carl Vreeland. This is episode two, entitled, Are Coping Tools Enough? In time, this podcast will cover many subjects, such as addiction, depression, religion, and God. But for now, how can I not continue to speak about the coronavirus situation we're in, as I did in episode one? How could I not explore all the opportunities it is offering us? We are getting a chance to look at our lives more closely. We have been given a gift to see ourselves more objectively. Here we are, primarily stuck at home. We can't run off to the gym or go on a shopping binge or get absorbed in our work as easily, if at all. Our inner life is much harder to avoid now. Yes, we have the option of stuffing ourselves with food as a way to circumvent our emotions, and we can drink alcohol every night to escape the unease, but that would be hard to maintain, especially with our family around. Yes, we can pursue more sex than usual with our partner and view pornography more frequently, but these things would be difficult to maintain and they would grow old in time. So what can we do? Well, for starters, what if we were to acknowledge that these aforementioned strategies are unhealthy coping tools? What if we were to explore some healthier tools that are available to us? For instance, in the psychological field, there are two basic strategies. They are referred to as emotion-based coping and problem-based coping. Indeed, problem-based tools can be helpful. In some cases, we may have to change our circumstances like leave a job or break up with a lover or manage our time better or change our behavior in the workplace. But where we stand, with life basically put on hold right now due to the virus, there is little we can do to change our circumstances. This is where emotion-based tools come into play as a way to cope with stress, anxiety, and worry. And tools like meditation, prayer, breathwork, yoga, nature walking, and aromatherapy can make a world of difference in our lives. They are not only helpful, but vital for physical, mental, and emotional well-being. With the breathwork alone, we can change our state of being so simply and quickly, just by lying down or sitting upright, finding physical stillness, and bringing our attention to the breath. Time will slow down in an instant. By deepening and slowing down the breath, our experience can shift from anxious to relaxed in seconds. Tune in now to your ribcage expanding and contracting in the front, back, and sides of your body. Notice your abdomen rising and falling with every inhale and exhale. We can go into a deeper state of relaxation by silently counting breaths. Inhaling one, two, three, four, and holding the breath one, two, three, four. And exhaling, one, two, three, four, and holding, one, two, three, four, inhaling again, one, two, three, four, and holding, one, two, three, four, And exhaling and continuing this on your own for a few more rounds. By using this technique, we can calm the body and mind. But not only that, we can also begin to enter the present moment. On your next exhale, take your time getting there. Let go of the breathing technique and focus on the natural rhythm of the breath. The more we consistently practice mindful breathing, the more often we will dwell in the present moment in which a door will open at some point. And we will enter a place of little or no fear, anxiety, or worry. A space of little or no thought. The spiritual realm. A dwelling outside the intellectual realm. A place beyond conscious thinking where calm, peace, and serenity reside a space where insight, wisdom, and clarity abide. It is a state of being that all the spiritual and religious teachings can take us. But we must go beyond using only the problem-based and emotion-based tools. Because, as you may have noticed, at the end of the day, after the mindful breathing, the meditation and prayer after changing jobs or lovers or locations, fear and anxiety return again and again. Yes, this is the path. Emotion-based coping such as movement, breathwork and meditation and problem-based coping like developing healthier boundaries. But there is more. If we are to live with ease without fear, we will need to lean into the spiritual principles and teachings that accompany these tools, be it yoga, Buddhism, Judaism, Christianity, whatever your persuasion. There is a spiritual component to these practices and many others. They are not just philosophy. They suggest we live a particular way and change how we view the world. And until we do change... We will continue to ride this merry-go-round of getting stressed, fearful, and angry, and going to the coping tools for relief, and then getting stressed again, and going to the tools for relief again, ad infinitum. There's an old saying that goes, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Or to put it another way, nothing changes if nothing changes. Yes, at least we have the tools, and that's a good thing. It's certainly better than not having them. Although, these tools become much more effective once we align body, mind, and spirit. Let's look again at this COVID-19 circumstance we are in. Did your vacation get canceled? Did your wedding plans get postponed? Were you unable to see your loved ones for the holiday? Did you need to adjust your spending and take out a loan? See, we can stomp our feet and cry about it, or we can accept the situation and the adjustments we have to make. The universe obviously had other plans. We can either go along with that plan and be at peace, or we can resist it and suffer. Ultimately, the choice is ours. You might say, well, that's all well and good, but what about money, my investments, and my business? Because of this pandemic, I might lose it all. What am I to do? Yes, these are challenging times indeed, but we have less of a chance of changing the things we can if we don't accept the things we cannot change. If we lose our wits We will not gain the wisdom to know the difference between what we can do and what we are powerless over. We will not be able to stay calm enough to tap into our inner intelligence so we can be the best we can be. We will be unable to think clearly and rationally. We will lose the ability to be creative and come up with ways to find solutions to our problems. What's more, we will be unable to find the strength and courage to change the things we can. If we feel like the government has failed us and handled things badly, perhaps there are things we can do. If there are things we can do, it would be better to do them rationally. Getting fearful, angry, and righteous would only block us from clear thinking. If we become out of sorts, we certainly wouldn't be as useful, nor would we be a positive example and force for our children, family, and friends. Asking ourselves questions might be helpful. How well are we dealing with this crisis? Are we accepting of this situation? Or are we uneasy about it? Are we overwhelmed with worry? Do we fear financial ruin? Do we fear losing a loved one? Have we lost a loved one? And how well are we handling the loss? Our answers are based on how well prepared we are, on how much thought we have put into the challenges we will face in life. Have we prepared? Preparation is essential with most everything in life. The psychologist's suggest using what they call proactive coping, whereas coping skills are reactive, proactive coping strategies are preparatory. Have we planned ahead for life's changes? Have we set realistic goals? Are we prepared to live with less income after retirement? Could we run the household if we were to lose our spouse to divorce or death? Yes, this is a resourceful way to live life, no doubt. Still in all, are we equipped emotionally for the vicissitudes of life? In episode one, I talked about nature, the earth, the universe, the cosmos, and how we are a part of it, not separate from it. And how this feeling of separateness is what creates unease and restlessness, and a feeling that... Something is missing. Come back to the breath. The present moment is peaceful, no matter what outer circumstances are taking place. Come back to this moment. Be still. Quiet is quieting. Look inside. Feel your body and breath. We are more than our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and there is more than what we see, feel, and hear. There is something bigger, something greater, something that we are a part of. It can't be described or defined, but it can be experienced, Let yourself experience it, get to know it, become it, be it. It is extraordinary. Stay on this path, give yourself to it, surrender to it. A mental shift will occur and a psychic transformation will take place. Life will look different. A feeling of oneness and grace will pour over you. At some point, a profound change will happen, usually when we least expect it, and fear of illness, aging, loss, and death will diminish and soon fade away. It is on this path that we will find emotional stability and discover our oneness with things, with life, death, and with everything in between. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you well. Until next time, be safe.